Beloved, this is the hour before the wedding. This is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans 911 teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often, the hour before a wedding, it's a mess. There's last minute panic. And the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take, like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls, take an honest look at where the body is because the Father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the Father needs love and unity to send the fullness of His glory. And I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17. Then we must take an, a real honest look at where the church is so that love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body, may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper and we're starting uh, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about them and delving into them at the beginning, now we've, we've kind of laid the foundation and, and introduced the whole concept of Romans 911, is that these issues need to be brought into the light, beloved, so that we can properly deal with them. There's no condemnation in Yeshua, but if these influences are affecting us, shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them? And they must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But 
simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else. And to delve into these issues adequately, I need to be very open, honest, and direct. I need to share my thoughts and heart as a Jewish believer from the Messianic perspective regarding how Jews and Gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family. And so in these next several podcasts, I do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sowed into us that really, at this point, need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven, that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans 11, 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection, and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So, beloved, be 
because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. So beloved, now that we've established that the true path of Judaism led to Christianity, it's the only the true and proper extension of Judaism is through Mashiach, is through Christ. Let's take a look at how the church developed and began to depart away from this reconnection, away from this this uh, one new man from from uh, uh, the church's Jewish roots and heritage, which which I'm uh, trying to the point I'm trying to make to us here is that there was a key uh, connection here in the spirit that I believe the Lord is looking to uh, reestablish in and with us, which comes through love and unity. <clears throat> and it's important to note that. As the church was beginning to emerge and get established, that this unity was realized amid constant opposition from the broken off branches of the faith. Those Jewish people that did, and especially the leadership of Israel, that did not accept Yeshua to be the Jewish Messiah, and they rejected him. Persecution was initiated in the church by Jewish leadership against the body, which affected these believers and the apostles who wrote about it in the letters. And this is where I kind of make the point that as Christianity was evolving, um, uh, along with this persecution coming from the Jewish side, perhaps there were some insecurities in kind of trying to find their identity. And this is where I believe replacement theology thinking came into play. Um, beloved, we must understand that there is truth to replacement theology thinking in this sense, that both believing Jew and believing Gentile make up the new Israel. Scripture is quite clear about that. But the flaw of replacement theology is that this connection should never be without our connection to the people of Israel. And God gave edicts to the church. And remember, Romans 11, I'm speaking to you Gentiles, that we are to love Israel on account of the patriots, to draw them to jealousy, never to be arrogant, thinking that we've replaced them, and with the mercy received, release it back to them. And unfortunately, we, we, we know from, from church history that we moved in the opposite direction. And this is where, especially as Rome merges with the church, this is where the identity of the church really gets affected because what the Lord created at the cross between Jew and Gentile was now severed. We have to remember that Rome itself before Christ was pantheistic. They worshiped many gods. The Jews were monotheists. This means to worship one God. And of course, through Messiah, we know the God is one with three different distinct personalities. So this replacement theology 
perspective comes into the church. And also remember that Israel had experienced judgment and dispersion, which is what they were going through. Those Jews that did not believe in Yeshua were, came under the judgment. It was horrific in the first century uh, when Rome attacked Israel and the Jews were dispersed. And so, you know, the church is witnessing this under the judgment and dispersion, but the, unfortunately, the ancestral church failed to see the all of the scripture that clearly points out to Israel's restoration towards the end of time, or should I say towards the end of the worldly period before the Lord comes back to the earth to reign. Hallelujah. However, we know that the persecution from the Jews to the church was only the beginning and the tables were about to turn. And by the time that Rome actually took control of the church in the fourth century, this anti-Jewish sentiment had really developed in its ranks and it began to compound and greatly increase at that time. In fact, the sentiment was so strong that the ancestral church began to force itself on unsaved Jewish population, doing everything in its power to break away from its Jewish roots or from the Jewish roots of our faith that we received through the apostles. And it also greatly misunderstood the plight and journey of the Jewish people, cutting away any options for the Jewish branch of the faith to express itself and introducing some of Romans paganism that came into the church at that time. And unfortunately, beloved, we know the sad story that this persecution has mostly continued throughout the centuries for these past 2000 years against the Jewish people all the way into the modern era. And in a sense, from a family context between Jew and Gentile, this really can be compared to the story of Joseph, whose brothers sold him into slavery. And when you think about this, it really is quite a picture. But thankfully, the story doesn't end there. And of course, we focus uh, on this in great detail in the Romans 911 study guide video teachings and really bring us into a deeper place of confession and repentance to break off these influences. Thank God the story doesn't end there. So let's keep focused on this restoration and the incredible healing that all of Joseph and his brothers actually experienced and received when Joseph fully was restored to them because our God has other plans for his family. Of course, entrenched mindsets against the Jewish people didn't happen overnight. And we can see the growth of prejudicial attitudes and the theology that led to it is evidenced during the second, the third and the fourth centuries. And this disconnection severed a most vital link to the faith, similar, if you like, to a divorce, really. And it established 
Christianity as a distinct religion away from its Jewish roots and heritage into this theology of replacement that has remained to the modern day and now needs to be removed so that we can more fully move into God's end time plans. It created a separation for the church from its full identity in and with Israel. And for the most part, it does continue to this day, and especially the residual influence, which again, the Lord brings to light to us through the Romans 911 video teaching series. These mindsets have had dramatic influence over the church and have become fully interwoven into its fabric, dominating its thoughts and theology for more than 1700 years, even among those in the church that are professing to love Israel and move towards Israel now, these influences, beloved, are still at play. And the Lord now looks to shine a light on this place in us, in the body, so that he can clean us up and restore us and get us ready for what is about to take place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of course, this was a great challenge to the church and rather perplexing because the balance of Israel, now its majority, was still broken off. Even though the Apostle Paul explained this in Romans 11, in verses 11 to 32. But to this day, beloved, this disconnection from Israel has remained. And it is a fundamental part of the Christian church, despite its reformation up to this point in time. And we're going to take a deeper look at the journey of this and the timing of this reformation in our next podcast. But take a look at it from this perspective. Think about it from this point of view, from from those who were Jewish believers, from a Jewish believing perspective. It was now as if the wild olive branches that were grafted into the vine had become the only branches in the olive tree. And from that point on, all Jewish believers who wanted entry had no choice but to become like the Gentiles, following all of their traditions, because the church taught that it had now fully replaced Israel without its original connection to its ultimate restoration. Hallie has a powerful testimony in this God. She in this regard. Actually, Hallie came from an Orthodox Jewish background. Um, and yet when she became a believer, she kind of crossed over, sort of left her Jewishness, embracing everything that the church said that she should embrace. Until one day, uh, after we had met, and she started reading uh, my first book, The New Covenant Prophecy, where I make this point, the true extension of Judaism is through Yeshua, through belief in Him. Uh, there is no, no other path for Judaism in reality, and that's why we need to pray so earnestly for the Jewish part of the family to come in. But the key for Hallie is here she was now, 
in the church as a Jewish uh, believer, and no one in the church told her uh, about her Jewish roots or her heritage, or even encouraged her to to uh, find that expression and be connected to it. And of course, when she read that in my book, as a Jewish believer, as so many Jewish believers do, this light goes on in, on in them that, hey, I'm Jewish and I need to uh, not be religious about it or legalistic, but I need to connect to my Jewish roots and heritage. And beloved, and this is a message especially to the God's children from the nations, we must embrace Jewish expression because Jewish believers need to make a much stronger statement back into the Jewish communities that the only true path of Judaism is through Yeshua. That's why it's so sometimes so much easier for Christians to share the gospel with the Orthodox because when I get close to Orthodox people, I am way too close for comfort for them because I'm really making a statement really just in just in what I believe and the fact that I follow Yeshua, that indeed that um, uh, that they are really on the wrong path. And that's kind of a subconscious message that is unavoidable when a Messianic Jew comes in to connection with the Orthodox. You have that those things at play, and we need to come into a greater understanding of that. The more we begin to recognize this part of the family, the Jewish part of the family, the messianic side of the family, and begin to support and encourage them, the stronger we will become as a body. So it really appears that in this light, the Israel peace this final restoration seems to be the last part of the restoration in the ecclesia, in the church, and in a final unifying of his family to help awaken the rest of Israel so the end might actually come. And so this spiritual reunion is so greatly needed between us first through this reconnection message. And this may be challenging to some of our Catholic brothers and sisters to embrace, but please know that it is spoken in truth and love and that we can find correction and repentance in this area, which are so greatly needed in this final journey that we are on for God to restore love and unity in his body, in his family, in his church, so that Israel and the church can become complete, made whole, and that the Lord can return. Beloved, we are going to continue this uh, study of the hour before the wedding. And um, as I already briefly mentioned, uh, next week, we will begin to look at how the restoration in the church was not complete at first. And the fact, in reality, we're all on a journey with different pieces actually coming through the centuries from the 16th century up until this modern time. So until then, beloved, 
May the God of Israel richly bless you. Lots of love to you in Yeshua. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. If you resonate with the Romans 911 Project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide, 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 Project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember, romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 Project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.